This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Who's next? Yeah, who's next? Welcome to the class! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create some serious leverage in the music business. As a matter of fact, that's literally what the CLIMB means. It's an acronym, C-L-I-M-B, for those that can see. Creating leverage in the music business. See what we did there? See what we did? That was good. So uh, (laughs) let me introduce you to my co-host, Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent also helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and equally as important, the business of songwriting. You can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. They help you find your sound, and they help you find your audience. Not only do they develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating that all-important cash flow. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Harden, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and we all know why, because there is only one Johnny Dwinell. Booyah! How you doing, brother? I am pumped. I'm, I'm good. Too. I'm good. Life is good. Exciting things are happening, and can't wait to start telling people about them. Your title for but, this episode has me extremely intrigued, sir. Oh, see, that's that's a whole other episode, the importance of good titles and songs. But that's not what this episode's about, but maybe a next one. But there yes, this one is uh, we're calling Sporks, a Twinkie, and Warner Brothers Records. See, right off the bat, I go to um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, the Twinkie <laughs> Defense, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. and, and Warner Brothers Records. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into this. Um, you know, just have you ever imagined, you know, as a songwriter, having a music industry pro pull out a lyric of one of your songs, like from memory, pull out a lyric of one of your songs, they quote it back to you. Like a music industry pro quoting your song back to you and tell you they love it? Let me tell you, it feels great. And it opens doors. Okay, so in my last episode, I revealed how great imagery can give your songs that slight edge that can bring big opportunities. Yeah. Well, today I want to give you an example of how a really cool image or two opened some doors for me and gave me some opportunities in the music business. Ooh. Yeah. All right. But first, let's talk about some iTunes reviews. Yeah. Shall we? Shout outs. Shout outs. All right. So, the first one I want to read is from L. Jane Forever, who was kind enough to give us a five-star review on iTunes. So, thank you, L. Jane. Uh, Titled Simply Amazing, and it says, Two professionals I've been following and learning from over the past two years have joined forces for one outstandingly amazing and educational podcast. Best of all for us indies, it's free. God bless the both of you. Well, God bless you, 
L. Jane Forever. I love L. Jane Forever. Aww. I do. Forever? I, no, it's it's Jay Lane. Uh, Jay Lane. I don't know. That that's how she. <laughs> how is it that you're a lyricist and you have? <laughs> it says L. Jane Forever. No, Jay Lane. Oh, really? Yeah, look at it. It's in a hurry. <laughs> You're, you're dyslexic lyricist. That's down. funny, dude. That, that's probably one of those five of thirty in the morning things. Well, oh my Jay Lane. Yeah, no, I love Jay Lane. He's a rocker, man. He, he sent me some swag, dude. I got a T-shirt from him. He's, dude, I call it Jane. I've, 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 dude, he's, he's, he's like, he's right from my planet, man. Planet rock and roll. I love it. Uh, all right, so uh, my, I'm gonna give a shout out to some friends of mine. The, I, I know who these girls are. They live in Nashville, and they mm-hmm. are, they have taken marketing by the bullhorns. I mean, they are like, we're going to figure this out. We're gonna do it, and they are growing and growing and growing on line. I, I've got nothing to do with them. They're doing it completely on their own and um, they are, uh, they keep getting, uh, they constantly contact with me on, on social media saying, hey, we got another opportunity. Thank blah, 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 this and that. And they've gotten, I mean, they did, they went through the webinar. They, they've, um, and, and they're, they're regular listeners of this podcast. So, I mean, we, we influence that, Brent, but they're, I, I don't want, I, you know, I want to be, give credit where credit is due. They're doing all the work and it's incredible. It's Two Steel Girls is, is, the, and that's their handles on social media. It says, we have mm-hmm. learned so very much from this podcast. Thank you for what you're doing. Much appreciated, Two Steel Girls. So that, that means a lot. TwoSteelGirls.com. These, these guys uh, doing constant videos, very, very productive. And, and I'm, I'm just proud of them, man. I just love to see artists who get it and, and go for it. That's awesome. Thank you uh, to Tool Steel Girls. Wait, two. to. Two, Numeral I don't two. do names. Dos. Full teal girls. Here, here we go back with that. I want to make it a thing. I just get names wrong. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing, Gerald Duanel. That's what I'm going to do the rest of the episode. Oh my gosh, that's funny. So, okay, I got to find out about Sporks, a Twinkie, and Warner Brothers Records. All right, all right. Here we go. I can write, but I can't read. All right. So, Brandon Kinney uh, and I wrote a song called Every Head Bowed. Mm. And this was Brandy a Travis. few years ago. We, ooh, don't spoil everything. Oh. Yeah, but it was written from the point of view of a little boy in church. So it was a funny song, and we packed it with imagery, both from our imagination and you know collective memories of growing up in, in churches. You know, and so the song went on to get recorded by legendary country artist Randy Travis, which was just awesome. Uh, it was on his record Around the Bend uh, on Warner Brothers Records. So it was just obviously a huge thrill to have a song recorded by an artist of Randy's stature. I mean, it's just unbelievable. He's a Hall of Famer legend. Such God an identifiable him. voice. Man, it was, it was, oh, hearing that come out of the speakers for the first time was just, <laughs> dude, that's just something special. <laughs> could have beat and, you up uh, in a parking lot and you couldn't you'd still be smiling. <laughs> just one of those just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And, um, but what really tickled me about the song is that that he cut this particular song, and this particular song contained the word spork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spork. Those little plastic spoon fork thingies at KFC. K- KFC, yeah. The spoon we fork. We put that in a song and got it cut, and that just gave me no end to the giggles. Yeah. I just thought that was so, I'm like, <laughs> it's spork. You don't see that every day. <laughs> by legend. Yeah. So anyway, so the end of the song takes place after church as the family's having lunch at KFC. 
you know, it's a story song. It's at the end of it, after church, where you go, you go to KFC, and the dad tells the singer to put that spork back down while the family prays. All right, so, you know, put that. it says, put that spork back down. So it's such an odd, specific word, but it's exactly what you use at KFC. And it fits the fun vibe of the song. It's a fun song. It's not like Monday Morning Church, which is like a <laughs> downer, right. you know, with the word spork. And it made sense in the context and with a vibe we were going for. So, um but here's where it gets even more fun. So I kind of knew some of the you know A and R folks at Warner Brothers, uh, but now I had a cut on one of their artists. All right, so you know they knew me from like Monday Morning Church. They you know the course of were aware of that song, but now I had a cut on one of their folks, and so that definitely took me up a notch in their eyes. But even more, they loved the spork line. <laughs> so. Because they all been there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> because it's just like you put Spork in a Randy Travis song. So you know, I'd bump into a couple of the A&R folks, and we talk about the song, you know, because I want to talk about the song because I got a Randy Travis cut. And they'd always mention that line and like how was their favorite line in the song, or it was so funny. Like you put Spork in a song, that's great, you know. So A&R people hear thousands and thousands of songs. It's ridiculous how many songs they hear, and more songs than you can remember, right? But if you give them an image they love, something like that, they will remember your song and you. Yeah. And that's what that that's what a spork started doing for me. When people <laughs> think spork. sporks in Nashville, they think Brent Baxter. Exactly. I <laughs> and was like KFC. The, <laughs> KFC. I was like the spork guy. Um so, you know, that stupid little plastic spoon fork gave me a calling card. All right. So I was the guy that wrote the spork song. So it, it gave the A and R people a little something positive to remember me by. Yeah. It's, it's a goofy line, no doubt, but it helped me get more pitch meetings there Yeah, because they're connecting me with something positive. I love that line. We cut it. It's great. You wrote it. Sure. Come on back. That's right. And they connected you know? also, like, by the way, subconsciously with KFC, which has a secret ingredient in the chicken that makes you crave it nightly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to find the secret ingredient for my songs. <laughs> um, so... Which, by the way, you know, um, the the word spork, if you listen to that song, which you should, you should go by like 5,000 copies on iTunes, you won't hear the word spork in the cut. <laughs> so here's the thing about that. What's funny is, like, I had to almost arm wrestle Brandon to get the word spork in that song. When we were writing it, he's like, spork, man, I don't know. I was right. like, spork, spoon fork, right. KFC. It's a real deal. He's like, I don't think people know what it means. I'm like, let's go walk around your office. We're at Skyline Music, I think, at the time. So we like walked around asking some of the plugs or stuff. You know what a spork is? Yeah, this is a little plastic spoon. Thanks. All I need to know. Like took an, you know, an unscientific poll. Right. And I won. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knew. Yeah. Put spork in the song. And anyway, so they loved it. But Randy and one of one of the higher up AR people were like, I just don't know if people are gonna know what that is. And they changed it to Fork. Oh. I, I know. If it had been anyone else but Randy Travis, I'd be like, Fork you. But <laughs> so they took it out. But as far as, you know, which really broke my heart. But we got a second cut on it on the Lonesome River Band. And they put Spork back in. So thank you. Oh, but anyway. Boom. The secondary cut. And they got the it right. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, but as far as the point of... Of what we're talking about today, the spork had done its job. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first part of that rock it that its falls off first, right? Yeah, you can go now. 
because it got me on the helped get me on the radar. These A and R people, and it still gave me that calling card. And even more so, it gave us something else to talk about. Like, I can't believe they took that line out of the song. That was my favorite part of the song, and they changed it. I'm like, I know. So how about this other song? You know, <laughs> Here, here's some here's another song we don't have to change the lyrics on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it, it did its it did its job. You know, we got it cut. It was on the record, and people liked it. So hey, not for nothing, but before we go on, I want to interject something mm-hmm. here. Uh, sidebar, okay, value mm-hmm. bomb. Oh, if you're paying attention, he, he gets into Warner Brothers, and he had already had um, empty as a Monday morning church was already mm-hmm. cut, so everybody knew Brent from that. But already that wasn't a with- Warner Brothers track. He wasn't making money for right. Warner Brothers yet. They knew the right. song. But it wasn't one of their artists. It wasn't one of their children. You know, that, that's right. the way they look at them. Like, you know, it's, it's one of our people that did it. And mm-hmm. um, so now he he gets the cut over there. And what's he doing? He's over there making relationships because now he's got a little more mm-hmm. leverage over there. But I think it's, you know, if you caught that, I caught that. You know, just because mm-hmm. you get a hit doesn't mean you're done networking. It means you just got started. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, exactly. What have you done for me lately? Yep. Well, I wrote a song for Andy Travis that you just cut. I got a ton of hits and none of them are on your label. Awesome. Hey, See yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I followed up and I had other songs. Kind of like what we talked about on your last episode. I was building the arc before it started raining. I had other songs. Yeah. Okay, so I got from Andy Travis. Well, I got some follow-up. Let me play you this for you. But anyway, a, a great image can really set the identity of a, of a song in the mind of a listener. Uh, it's just like another hook or an alternate title. So, if you don't believe me, how many people call the Tim McGraw song something like that? Barbecue Stain. Yeah. Right. The, the real title of the song is something like that. Yep. Everyone calls it Barbecue Stain. It's a Barbecue Stain song. Got a Barbecue Stain on my white t-shirt. All right. How many people, you know, do you know, when they were talking about the Dirks Bentley first, you know, career single, his first single, his first hit, was called What Was I Thinking? Right. But a lot of people call it the little white tank top song. Right. Hey, here's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. If I told you, if I told most people, one of the biggest hit songs, man, in the 70s was Escape. Everybody would be like, what? I don't know that one. You do. Like, do. The Pina Colada song. If you, if like you like Pina, Pina Coladas, yeah. And getting caught in the rain. Like, so it's the Pina Colada song, but that's not the title of the song. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Wait, what's a Pina Colada? imagery right like (laughs) exactly exactly and you know so those songs the image in it that is not the hook was like a secondary hook that hooked into the brain of the listener enough that that's what they called it Mm -hmm. they call it a little white tank top song or you the you know the barbecue stain on my white t-shirt they don't have to be about white shirts they can be other images like sporks (laughs) sporks <laughs> uh-huh. you know so it's really important that you do that the right image as simple as it might be can make your whole song memorable and memorable is valuable yeah you want to be memorable in a business where we're just flooded with songs how do you get yours to stand out one great way to get your song to stand out is have a an unusual little image okay i said and you want it to be distinct. You want it to be memorable. You want it to be unusual. Don't be scared to get a lot there like Spork. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, word association. Uh, cut off jeans. What song is that? Cut, cut off jeans. Oh, that's like uh, a thousand songs, man. <laughs> all of them. Exactly. That's not going to like, oh, that one. I love that one. I know what you're talking about. Uh, how about the tailgate song? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, which thousand came out today? Just the genre? Yeah. It's not going to 
stick in the mind like that. But you go, oh, little white tank top. Oh, it's yep. a Dirk Smith song. Barbecue stain in my white T-shirt. Oh, yeah, that Tim McGraw thing. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't know the title, I know what song you're talking about. Yep. You get that you subconscious know? recognition, and that's and 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 um, and that has to do. You know, hey, uh, I, I think we touched on this before, but it's it's worth repeating. The memory experts mm-hmm. that blow your mind that can memorize like a full a shuffled deck of cards in forty five seconds. Yeah, uh, they use images. There you go. And not an image of the card. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Uh, they associate that with another another image, yeah. Image. And 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 there's some guys that are, you know go in there and they'll have a uh, you know at the beginning of their show there'll be a hundred random things that they're mm-hmm. taught to memorize. And then I, I've, heard, I've I've listened to some podcasts and some interviews uh, w- with those people, and they're like, yeah. So uh, they started the podcast with, okay, the pizza man comes to the door, and there's a horse floating through a marble double staircase. Uh, entrance to a huge mansion with uh, raining diamonds and a snake going through the... And you're like, wait, what? Like You're like, I <laughs> want some of what you're having. Yeah, it sounds like an acid yeah. trip, you know, but they're just <laughs> yeah. remembering like these things and because they remember that, remember that movie, they remember the... They remember the... Um, what they're the supposed to remember, the, the, items, the yeah. list of all the items. So again, it's it's how, when you're listening to Brent talk about imagery, this is the way that the human body is, is biologically wired up to remember. What did mm-hmm. we do before we could talk to communicate? <laughs> yeah. uh, pictures on the fucking cables, you know, and that's what we remember. Why? Because that's always worked, you know, and then we created a thousand different languages and made mm-hmm. it more confusing for everybody. But uh, <laughs> still, we, we, we pictures are, are, are what's key. Pictures are what's yep. key. Instagram is Instagram because it's all about the images. You know, you don't, you don't, you're not going to get a big old account on Instagram by putting up quote memes with just the words. It's got to be an image right. attached to that. You know, and so it's it's what we remember. Yep. And so 
you know, I just want to encourage you to feel free, get bold, get creative, go maybe a little further than you think you should go as far as oddball images and that sort of thing, because you want to stand out. The worst thing you can do as a writer is just be forgettable and just leave the listener just like you found them. You don't want yeah. to do that. Even if they're like, ugh, that's too, yeah, that's too much. Or that's too, you know, that's too much of an image. Or, you know, that's just too out there. That's just too, oh, that's, I didn't see that coming. That's an, I'd rather do that than just go, oh, your song is full of stuff that is just like a billion other songs. Yeah. Uh, nothing to remember it by. Oh, yeah, it's the one with the tailgate and the cutoffs and the girl and she's barefoot. And I, and yes, there are a lot of those that are hits. Okay, that's why we know those cliches. They weren't written by you, and they weren't written by me. Okay, so how are you going to cut through that? So it, you can't beat <laughs> that's that a good point. with that. You can't beat that with that. You can't beat cliche with cliche. Because you know what? Unless you're in that room with that artist, with that producer, or those name writers that have a leg up and connections that you don't have, you can't. You, you can't fight fire with fire. Okay, so I, I just wanted to share another quick story involving Everhead Bowed, the Randy Travis cut. So uh, this is a couple months ago, I guess, or maybe back in the summer, it was a little while back. But I was um, I was out and I ran into um, one of Randy Travis's band members. He's like, "Hey, we're talking," and uh, I was like, "Hey, are you in Randy's band?" Because we went to see Randy at this thing, and I was like, "Man, you probably played one of my songs." You know, I'm trying to. Drop that in whenever I can. <laughs> Name dropping yourself. <laughs> I am. I'm just, I am. I'm just trying to get that's gonna go on. That's gonna go on the highlight reel. <laughs> there we go. Uh, drop it like I'm clumsy. Anyway, I said, "Yeah, you probably played one of my songs." He's like, "Which one?" I said, uh, and I told him I, every head bowed. He he just kind of looked at me for a second, and then a light came on. And he nudged his wife who's standing behind him. He's like, "This guy wrote every head bowed. We love that song." And she just kind of looked confused. Like she didn't remember it. She's like, "We mean we love this song." He's like, "Oh, the Twinkie song." She's like, "Oh, we love that one." <laughs> and he's in the band. <laughs> yeah, there's a line about a Twinkie in Every Head Bowed as well. So we don't just have sporks. We got Twinkies in there as well. So there's a, a line about you know he's in church and he's hungry, and but there's like a month old Twinkie in his corduroy coat. <laughs> you oh know, my gosh! That you find. <laughs> and. Again, still we good. Getting, yeah, <laughs> still be good five hundred years from now. <laughs> exactly, still good. Um, like Dead Sea Tupperware. So no bacteria. Anyway. There's no bacteria that's going to risk their life eating on that. <laughs> exactly. So again, we gave the listener like another strong image that helped hook that song into their minds. It wasn't even the spork for them. For them, it was the Twinkie. Yeah. So we had, we we're like multiple. Hooks, <laughs> little things going on, and not that we were sitting here thinking because this will help lodge this in the mind. No, we we're just trying to make it interesting and not, and, and we were being real with it because we were like, okay, well, you know, going back in our memory and and telling the story, but getting detailed in the story, and the story was just, you know, we would try to get unique with it, mm-hmm. and so for the, some of the A and R people at Warner Brothers, it's the Spork song. I'm the guy that wrote the Spork song. Mm-hmm. Guy and Randy's band and his wife, it's the Twinkie song. Yeah. So don't be scared because that's the same kind of thing. Like, Do we put Twinkie in a country song? Well, yeah, because that's what helped them to remember it. And she smiled and lit up. <laughs> you know, hey, like, nothing, oh, nothing. Like song. you're talking, you just mentioned how industry pros that work for a major record label 
one of the last three mega, re, major record labels in the country, uh, referred to your song not as the song title, but as the Spark song. And then yeah. another industry pro who's a live guy who's been playing that song a thousand times with mm. the artist uh-huh. out on tour. And, uh, and he and his wife, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't think about it as every head bowed. They think about it as the Twinkie song. So these exactly. are pros. These are people that are inside the circle that everybody wants to get into. Uh, this is how they're associating with the song. Mm-hmm. So not for nothing, consumers who aren't in the music industry, who just love country music, who love Randy Travis, mm-hmm. what are they thinking? Spork song, well, think, Twinkie song, uh, you know? Probably so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're attaching to that imagery too. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you'd think it would be a little bit more sophisticated maybe inside the circle, right? Like their, yeah. their interpretation of the song. And, but no, they're like, man, dude, it's the Spork. I love the Spork. Like, I mean, I, that, well, that's, that's, I, that's, that's, that's compelling, I think, to point that out. I saw a picture. It was probably like in a liner note or something, some Tim McGraw like press materials or something. But you know, they had a picture of one of his set lists that's kind of on stage. You know, just a piece of paper written out over mm-hmm. by the you know the the monitor or something. And song number one was BBQ stain. Yep. In their own set list, yep. they refer to something like that as barbecue stain. Yep. Themselves. Yep. So you know, on one hand, do you look at it as going, well, the song should have had a stronger title? You know, or do you just say leave multiple hooks and lyrical imagery hooks in your song for more to catch more people to hook it's more just people? What they latched a better to. chance it for them to latch on to something. We can't plan everything. Though some of those are just happy accidents and not you know. That's right. I like, wasn't like thinking, the post. Yes, they're gonna, I'm going to put spork in there because so many people you know are going to latch on. To, no, I, I thought it was cool. I thought I was pleasing myself. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, right. I was making myself smile. And don't put that in the blur. Brent pleasing himself. But, <laughs> no, that's actually really good. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> anyway, but probably, you know what? Yeah, but, and, and don't be don't and don't yeah. Put that imagery in there, and then uh, and, and then let it ride. Don't don't be upset about it. You know, let's let's remember yeah. value bomb here. The post-it note was originally created by 3M to be a bookmark. Well, there we go. And it failed as a bookmark, but it made it a billion dollars as a post-it note. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> totally different, you know. So it's like, hey, we call and this they uh, back, and they sold else. me actually post-it notes as bookmarks. I'm like, that's brilliant. They turned it into a bookmark, and I bought it. That's, that's where I went first. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, it's not every head bowed. It's the Spork song or a Twinkie song. I mean, the, the imagery again. We talked about this in your last episode, but that's that's. That's probably the biggest. Would you say that? I mean, at least you're the expert here. Like, is that the biggest sin, cardinal sin of a of a, of a up and coming songwriter? Is the there, lack of imagery? I, mean, I think the big three things are because we had our uh, pitch to publisher event recently mm-hmm. with uh, Tim Hunt of Parallel Music, and one of the things he said that he dings writers on the most, and this is like his writers too. I mean, these are pros. Mm-hmm. Are stock melody and stock ideas. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like. You know, you can only get so far putting great imagery in a stock idea. Yeah. You know, so the big thing is find great ideas, great, you know, fresh melodies. And then, yeah, I think the other thing is how you tell it. And so much of how you tell that idea, how you convey it is with those, the images. Yeah. Especially in the country market is with imagery. And so you kind of got to have all three parts probably. But still, I mean, even if, 
even if you don't have a, the best idea in the world, if you fill it with killer imagery, that's still going to help maximize what that thing can be. So it's re- it is really important because we we start hearing cliches and we just start tuning out every time you use a cliche, a puppy dies. So, <laughs> man, have you have you ever um, have you heard the new Miranda Lambert record? Yeah, I've heard the most double of record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that blew my mind. That whole record blew Stuff. my mind. Like it's so good, but the imagery, like Vice. Mm-hmm. You know I, the the, the I wear this town like a leather jacket. Yeah, you know, like uh, what, what did she say? Um, I wear this town like a leather jacket with the new wears off. I don't even pack it. If you need mm-hmm. me, I'll be wearing my reputation. Don't precede me. You know, and yeah. then and then the imagery of uh, the dirty imagery of um, uh, of the hook. What did she say in the hook? Uh, another vice, another call. Another bed I shouldn't crawl out of. Seven a.m. Mm-hmm. with shoes in my hand. Mm-hmm. I said I wouldn't do it, but I did it again. I, did it again. I mean, in 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 the in the opening line, in the imagery, right? Like the was it the needle dropping on the vinyl? The sting of a needle dropping on the vinyl. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that what she says? The sting of a needle dropping on so. the vinyl. Neon stinger with a jukebox full of heartbreak. And then she get she names off the record sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirty three, forty five, seventy eight. When it hurts so good, you got to play it again. And describing the whiskey on the kitchen table mm-hmm. with the black label, you know, I mean, just yeah. the I saw it. Like I saw her. I felt her loneliness. I felt her her hurt. Uh, her hurt. Yeah, through that imagery, you know, and I it, when I think of that song, that's what I, those are the two things I think of: the high heels in her hand, mm-hmm. and uh, that image that cop- pops into my mind with the way she described that glass of liquor that she'll drink before it even melts the ice. Yeah, what a great way to put it. Yeah. So hey, listen, if if y'all want to dive more into imagery, um, I want to tell you about a really cool event I have coming up in January. So actually, it's coming up. In just a couple of days. So odds are, unfortunately, it's probably sold out. But just in case it's open, I want to tell you all about it. All right. Because uh, I know tickets are going, but I want to tell you all about it. It's uh, the Use Imagery to Supercharge Your Songwriting, like the pros do, songwriting course and live online workshop. So if you're looking for that killer image that makes you and your song memorable, you should check out this event. And so it's coming up on Thursday night, January 19th. So get over there quick check it out Uh, i'm hosting a live online workshop where i'll answer your questions reveal tricks and techniques that you can use to build your imagery chops and make your song stand out it's cool it's an online video conference so you can join from anywhere in the world where you got internet connection and we can still be face to face so i love doing that stuff it's cool it's a small group only going to be 12 of us total on there and i said there are only a couple spots left but just check it out just in case there's one left uh but that's not all along with a live web shop you also get a killer ebook full of the hows and the whys of writing great imagery, a willpower workbook where you build your imagery muscles, and an hour of audio teaching that's different from the webcast. Okay. So, and, and an extra hour of, of teaching on imagery. So it's a great deal, but there's just a couple spots left. So check it out at songwritingpro.com slash store. If you just go to songwritingpro.com, just click on the store tab and take you through. You can see if it's still available, if it's sold out. Uh, but I do this sort of thing pretty regular basis if it's not this workshop it'd be something else where i dive into something um 
some facet of songwriting or the business. So even if you're listening to this a year, two years in the future, still go check out that link, see what we got going on. Cause I may have this one roll around again, or maybe something else that's valuable. But anyway, that's it. Just want to let y'all know about that. Awesome, man. Well, that brings us to the end of another uh, killer episode of The Climb. If you liked what you heard, if you find value in this content, then do us a favor, spread it around. We've got a reputation, okay? <laughs> spread That's it right. around. And uh, share it with your friends. Let everybody know we've been growing incredibly, and we're extremely grateful for the listeners. Please leave a rating and review. We try to, uh, we're getting better at uh at reading those off and trying to share those with, with everybody else because we really, really appreciate it. It, it means a lot to us when you re- leave a rating and a review because it helps us look more valuable to people who aren't aware of, of us and are familiar with us. So we're trying to become the unfamiliar and uh, the, getting to the familiar, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> Which we talk about a lot on this podcast. But with that said, uh, we hope you're off to a great new year and we we want you to win guys so we're going to keep tra- if, you, if you want something you need to hear if you want us to talk about something let us know and uh, keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.